No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. Communication 
is definitely not something that you are afraid of. So question that I have for you, why do you think there is so much difficulty for people to say, hey, I messed up, I'm sorry? Why is that so so much a challenge? Well, you know, um, it's a great question, and, and part of the reason is people have been conditioned that our perspective, our point of view, has to be valued, and even when we're wrong, we don't have or we haven't been given the right way to have the right level of humility to apologize to someone because it's a sign of weakness in some of the uh, circles that we're being, uh, we're being taught. Um, it, the, mm. the nuances of relationships just aren't being taught like they used to. And that's what I think is contributing to people not wanting to apologize or not knowing how to apologize. Right. So how do we how do we change that? How do we flip it around? Because you said the nuance of the relationships now, currently, what can we do to improve so that people don't feel like, okay, well, I I I'm sorry or I'm wrong, but I don't need you to humiliate me. Great question. Uh, here's the main thing: when you are apologizing to someone, you have to be prepared that they may not be ready to accept it in the way that you visualize them accepting it. And based on what you've done, they have every right not to forgive on the spot, not to forgive Mm -hmm. in the way that you think they should forgive because they are the one who has been aggrieved. They are the injured party. And so when you, when you go to someone like that, you have to come from a place of pure humility and also a place of um, really trying to make sure that not only do you say the word, but your actions reflect that you understand the um, consequences of your actions and you won't make the same mistake again. Mm, 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 mm. I tell you, consequences of your own actions, like, like the, 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 the folks growing up used to say, you lay in the bed, you, what are the, you lay in the bed, you make the bed, you lie in. That's what it is. Or you lie in the That's bed, it's some dog and fleas and stuff like that. But consequence, there is going to be a action or a reaction to every action. Everything that you do, I mean, if you, let's say, if you go out and cheat, then you have to understand that just because you cheated, and you apologize doesn't mean that your partner is going to just go on with life with you as if nothing ever happened. And that is a big problem in relationships. Going on forces someone to heal. Like how do you, how would you address the situation where let's say you're counseling a married couple and the wife steps out and cheats on her husband, she admits that she was wrong for doing so, but now her husband doesn't look at her the same, and she doesn't understand why. Like, how would you address that to them? Oh, my goodness. Have you been going through my client notes or something? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have actually had that scenario. Here is how the coaching goes with something like that. We coach individually and we coach as a couple in speaking with the man 
it was the ultimate betrayal because he was doing the things that he felt that he needed to to be the man of the house paying the vast majority of the bills, all of the major bills, mm-hmm. definitely, the vast majority of the bills, being a present father, working mm. hard, contributing to the household in more ways just uh, more ways than just monetarily. And he mm-hmm. felt betrayed by his wife. He's like, women out here begging for what I bring to the table, and you mm-hmm. out hanging out with some suckers. Now, he didn't say suckers. I'm cleaning it up for the blog. <laughs> uh-huh. and, okay, and so he he was hurt to his core. For her, she said that he did all these great things, but he stopped making me feel like a woman. I felt like wow. I was a business partner. I didn't feel um, the intimate side of him. I didn't feel that intimate connection to him anymore. And I didn't mean to do it, but I met some guy and he said all the things that I missed my husband saying to me. Mm. Okay. Those are the individual sessions now. When we got together, we did a role reversal. It's it's this uh, mirror exercise where he spoke as if he were uh, the wife and the wife spoke as if she was the husband in the way that they hear each other. And the Mm -hmm. breakthrough was this. You know, he wanted to be recognized for his acts of service, you know, and Mm. and she wanted to be recognized for being a woman. Hey, these acts of services are great, but do you still make me feel like I'm a woman? Do you still pour into me the way that you pour into your job? And so here is what I gave to him on the individual session. And uh, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things to share is to make sure that you work harder on your relationship than you do your job because your job will always replace you. They'll replace you within yep. a week. In some instances, they'll mm-hmm. replace you the same day. Mm-hmm. What I What I gave to her is she has to understand that she has to give him that um, – that extra piece of seduction. You can't say that your man doesn't do this, that, and the other when you mm-hmm. don't give him anything to stimulate his mind. We still like to be, you know, we like we like that visual stuff. So if you're right. dressing around or walking around in a long uh, robe and it's not even a sexy robe and you do nothing sexy at all, there, there's that bait that he's not getting anymore. So all he's thinking right. is that he needs to work, come home, and every major holiday will do it. And so mm-hmm. here, here is here's the couple thing that, that was really difficult for him. Her apology was, um, I'm going to have to paraphrase it. Her apology was, uh, I, I really did not recognize and appreciate your masculine efforts. And I only focused on the lack of my uh, needs being met. I didn't see the big picture. And I apologize for missing the big picture. I also apologize mm-hmm. for disrespecting our marriage, our relationship, our vows, our family. In that wow. apology, she touched on everything that she did. She mm-hmm. also expressed through the apology that, hey, I wasn't getting something. No, I didn't justify anything. I wasn't getting something. So there's still something that I need 
It's just my need just doesn't disappear because I'm apologizing. I still need that to be met, but I'm taking mm-hmm. ownership of everything that I did. And that was pretty much the classic um, ownership apology. And then the next step is change behavior. And uh, last time I spoke, they were still together. It's still not as uh, peaceful as it once was, but they have not given right. up on each other. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard to be sometimes um, the, the bigger person in a situation, especially when you know that you're not wrong and accept someone else's apology. Because then you have to take your emotions and put them to the side. You can't, you can't, you know, be unjust. You can't sit there and allow your anger, which is a natural, it's a natural reaction, especially when there's something like infidelity, you know. You can't allow that to take over the entire situation. Like, you have to listen and, and comprehend with the person instead of shutting them out. And a lot of the times, we ain't trying to hear that. Oh, oh, you cheated? And I've been faithful to you all this time? It's almost like, okay, let me ask you this. Um, the person on the other side, the person who did no wrong, right, how can they accept and move on? How can they move forward? All right, now, um, there is a decision that you have to make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I'm, go- I'm referencing the couple that we're talking about, and this is me talking to him. You know, okay. there is a decision that you have to make. Um, are you going to let go of all of these years that you've been together, investing in each other and building each other up, family? Are you going to just let all that go for one moment in time? Now, don't get it twisted. Once is too much when it comes to an affair. However, people are not perfect. People do make mistakes. You know, this is the same woman that you've known and been dating and been married to since you graduated college almost 30 years ago. You've been married 20-something years. So let's look at the cost-benefit analysis. Is it worth letting all of that go because of this short-term mistake? That was Mm -hmm. the first thing. Um, I will tell you honestly, for a hot minute, he was like, hell yeah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I am through with this. How could she do? And that was coming from a place of pain. How could she do this to me? You know, it'd be different, you know, if I was in in them streets too and she knows where I am, ain't no locked phone, you know, I take care Mm -hmm. of her, I do what I'm supposed to do. This is not how it's supposed to go. Uh-huh. Uh, he brought up an interesting point. He said, I, you know, I guess you never can really satisfy a woman. You can give her everything mm. she wants. You can do everything, but she will find something that she's missing, and she will focus on that. I guess you get, can't satisfy no woman. That was his mm. attitude. And, and we kept focusing on, hey, this is serious. This is hurt. You have every right to feel how you feel. Is this moment in time letting go of the entire picture? Mm-hmm. And we just stay focused on that, and then um, through some intense um, conversation, he was able to arrive at, I don't want to give up my family. Now, that's not me twisting his arm. 
That's us just going through a logical progression of questions and scenarios, and he finally got to the point where he said, I don't want to give up my family. Right. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. You know what? You You being the peacekeeper and look at me. Look at me. That's some work. That's some work. So you have people that come to you um, with their problems and their issues, but I'm pretty sure you have people that come to you and they don't even know there's a problem. They're completely oblivious. They they don't know that they did something wrong. How do you get through to even identify? There's a problem. This is the problem. And then this is the solution. How do you get through to those that don't? That, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. I love it. I love it. Great question. Now, first of all, before I bring anybody in, I always give them a free 30-minute session to see if you're somebody who's <laughs> Uh, a, 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 a player or a faker, you know, okay. and I'm going to ask some questions like, who are you and who do you want to be? You know, when you tell me who you are and then you tell me who do you want to be, that gap, that, you know, that dichotomy lets me know, okay, here's some things that are going on. Uh, one young lady I worked with, um, she actually knew her father. She grew up wanting a, a more robust relationship with her father. And so she didn't have what people call the traditional daddy issues. Um, mm-hmm. What she did have is she wanted that extra connection with her father that she did not get. And that mm. was causing her to burn herself out at work because she was working hard to avoid it. So when I'm, I'm dealing with people initially, I ask the right types of questions to make sure that they're not trying to play a game and then the second thing is a line of questioning forces them to tell on themselves. If mm-hmm. I ask you, tell me about your mother, and you say, I love my mother, she's beautiful, this, that, and the other, I say, well, tell me about your father. I can't stand his ass. Well, guess what? <laughs> we, we probably need to explore that relationship right, right. there. That's and the that might be that. the genesis of all the problems that you're having. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the the childhood and the upbringing can definitely play a role in the way that um, you interact as an adult. So how how could someone, let's compare childhood, let's compare someone who grew up in a household where they had both mom and dad to someone who grew up in a household that only had dad, not mom, and this is a man. How might that relationship where the guy grew up with only his father and not his mother affect the way that he may handle relationships with women in confrontation? Great question. Great question. What it will do in more instances than not is it will prepare him fatherly with balanced masculinity and good examples it will prepare him to lead. It will prepare him to stand out because he's getting masculine energy directly from the man, not from a role model, Mm -hmm. not from a coach, but from his father. And so Mm -hmm. what that does for him is it prepares him to be able to speak and communicate and stand in his own masculinity irrespective of what society might say, what this movement might say or that movement. He'll be comfortable in his masculinity. 
in dealing with women, he mm-hmm. may have challenges because mm-hmm. some women would have grown up without a father, and because mm-hmm. they don't know what a confident man looks like, they might see him as aggressive because they've never mm. been a man, been around a man that can um, love from a place of discipline. They might see him as controlling, whereas I'm not controlling. They're just things that I do naturally as a man because I got it from my father. You've just never right. seen it. So it could be a um, a source of frustration because, unfortunately, there's a whole generation of women where the majority of them did not grow up with the father in the household that she saw loving on her mother, that she saw loving mm-hmm. on him, providing that template of what masculine energy is and what it does. Um, mm-hmm. But but professionally, um, anything that he does, father being involved, he is less likely to go to jail. He is more likely to get married. He's more likely to be gainfully employed or a business owner if the father is involved. Mm, gotcha. So you guys listening out there, definitely understand that the role that you play in your child's upbringing is ultimately going to affect them in adulthood with how they handle situation, something as simple but as hard as admitting that you're wrong. Um, ooh, and society. Society is a, society plays a big role. Society may say, hey, if you and your man get into an argument in public, don't hash it out in public. Do that behind closed doors. But it may also say, hey, if y'all get into an argument in public, it needs to be addressed then and there. So when it comes to the way that people deal with situations, let's say your significant other goes off on you in public, in front of everybody, embarrasses you, do you look for your partner to apologize in the same atmosphere that they embarrass you? Excellent question, and not personally, absolutely, because mm-hmm. we, if we're out at a party and my woman or my wife says something mm-hmm. to me that is just completely out of pocket, I'm going to look at her and say, well, you know, bump your head. <laughs> That's my hint <laughs> that you need to come and doll this thing up. You need to say, oh, babe, I'm just playing to come give me some sugar. Whatever you need to do to play that thing off. Because when I say, woman, you done bumped your head, that that's mm-hmm. like the, the, I'll call it the warning symbol mm-hmm. that whatever whatever game you was on, I'm giving you an opportunity to come over here and clean it up. And when we go home, we'll finish talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's the way that I would handle it. Um, I, I do believe that um, where possible, you handle things like that behind closed doors because you don't want the added drama of people being in your business. People love uh-huh. being in your business. Some people are rooting for you to fail. They want right. to talk about you. They want to know that you're miserable so they have company. And so wherever possible, um, if there's a way to graciously get out of the situation, Graciously do in public. 
and then make sure that you handle it behind closed doors. Now, um, if I say, woman, you don't bump your head, and the right types of steps aren't made to correct that, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hey, you know, fellas, we're going to holler at y'all later. All right, baby, let's go. Because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, we need to go and we need to hash this out. But it, it's not going to be right here. It's not going to be in front of your friends. I'm not going to embarrass mm-hmm. you when I say it's time to go. I'm not going to snatch mm-hmm. you up and say, hey, it's time to go. You know, let's go. Right. And and that's going to be it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He said, we got to go right now. When you say, <laughs> woman, you done bumped your head, that right <laughs> that right there. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a that's a old fashioned. Who are you talking to? That's what that is. The old fashioned. Wait a minute. So, okay, have you personally, from observation, noticed the difference in the way men deal with owning up to their ish versus the way that women own up to their ish? You know, over over time, it's become remarkably similar. It used to be, and I'm, I'm saying used to as in about 10 years ago, when I first started working mm-hmm. with people before relationship coaching was really popular, um, mm-hmm. I would find that the men had problems articulating that their feelings were hurt. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, you know, uh, I don't, and this is with an age, uh, older uh, demographic, you know, they, they just had mm-hmm. problems expressing the fact that she hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it went from that to um, a, a stubbornness. I'm not wrong. Yeah, I know right. she taught me laying on top of that woman. I still ain't wrong. It wasn't me. And it's like, okay, you know, we got to <laughs> we have to get past the, uh, the the disillusionment so we can get to the core of it and you know actually heal this thing. And then what mm-hmm. I started to notice is that the women were coming in with some of the same struggles. I'm not wrong. Well, I really mm-hmm. didn't do nothing. All I did was just kiss the guy a little bit. That's not you. Mm. You know, I, I didn't even feel nothing. You know, we didn't even do nothing. Technically, you know, it really didn't happen. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and then it went to the woman not wanting to admit that her feelings got hurt because she wanted to be tough. She didn't want him to think that she was weak, and and what I will attribute it to is the lack of a man in the household where these Mm -hmm. younger men, all they've seen is their mother making things happen. All these young women have seen is their mother making things happen, and they've not had those conversations with the exchange of masculine tenderness, masculine, Mm -hmm. um, masculine humility, Masculine vulnerability, mm-hmm. they just haven't seen it. Uh, 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 uh. So the absence of a man in the household really has a really, really strong effect. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate. Um, it's definitely something that, you know, I would love to push, like, the involvement. Um, but at the same time, we all know you can't force somebody to, to stay or be there if they don't want to. Um, and, and it's just it's just unfortunate because people don't think 
of how their lack of involvement will later on affect that child. You know, it creates that 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 childhood trauma. It creates men who are not comfortable expressing themselves, you know, that they're upset or something made them feel bad. So um, that's definitely an envelope that I want to push is that, that communication. And it's interesting, I did a poll um, this week on, um, you know, why do you think it's difficult for someone to admit when they're wrong? And a lot of people actually said pride and embarrassment. So I am going to um, I'm going to let you address this question that I'm going to ask you um, after we come back from the break. But how do you inform someone that hey, you stand the chance of missing out on someone? good, someone important in your life because of your pride and your ego. That That's something that I want you to address as a man, you personally, because men have been known to have these egos. And so something as simple as saying that I'm sorry or I was wrong, some guys will hold back on that because of their pride and because of their ego. So how do you, how do you put your pride to the side? when you're wrong. So you think about your answer, and what we are going to do is we are going to go to a quick commercial break, well, song break and commercial break, and then we will return. You guys are listening to He Say What? With your girl, Simply Bree, and our guest, Jeffrey, and uh, we'll be right back. Support of people of color begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. Melanin People is a new innovative new social media platform people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. What's up? This one Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What Radio Network. Check one, check one, check two. It's CM. Let me talk to you. I want to give you love now while you're still living. Somehow you may have been feel like thinking, yeah. You turn nothing into something. Single mother with two kids You lost your father Nelly is mother And Clarence wasn't your fault If anyone asks me who you are I'd say Ruby's a gym gym You win hard Yeah You went without so I could have Now I'm living the good life Cause all your sacrifice Oh yeah Mama You kept it real with me You showed me how to be a man Best way that you can Mama You kept it real with me I can't say thank you enough There's nothing like a mother's love 
Mm-hmm. Women have some strong egos too. Women have a whole lot of pride too. <laughs> it just manifests itself a little differently than it does in the man. Mm, gotcha. Okay, okay. So um, we have a question from the website, through our website. Uh, he said whatnetwork.com. The question is what do you say um, to a male or female, whoever, that does not want to be married anymore, but they stay in the marriage because they realize how important it is for the kids to grow up with both parents so that they are not creating these curses. Okay. Well, then it becomes a a business relationship, and believe it or not, I really think you've been looking through my coaching uh, log and and my journals and stuff because (laughs) this is some real stuff. couple had been together, um, well, I'm going to say they've been together a while. I want to make sure that I protect protect as much, you know, confidentiality as possible. They had been together for quite some time, finally decided to get married. Wife got pregnant. Difficult pregnancy. Baby's healthy, baby's fine, everything's good. After that difficult pregnancy, she was like, "I'm good. I, I, I'm not feeling this marriage thing, you know, no more." Wow. But she has a daughter. You know that thing. Well, let me just be careful with what I say. It, it was just a very, very difficult pregnancy, wow. and um, he was like devastated but Mm -hmm. he said listen you know i i travel a lot for work anyway Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm gone you know uh three days a week consistently anyway Mm -hmm. there's no need for us to um break up we just need to redefine what our partnership looks like so they wrote their own rules they are still married they have uh, rules that are not as stringent as other people, mm-hmm. uh, other couples. They're, they're non-traditional inside the house. Outside mm-hmm. the house, nobody would know. And wow. um, they bought another. They bought another house. They they moved to a nicer part of town. They still have a, a condo that they rent. It's in a decent part of town. Um, cars paid for. Um, they are the perfect financial couple. Mm-hmm. And they are making sure that their daughter grows up in a, a healthy, um, financially stable, emotionally stable environment. Right. Inside that house, though, inside that house, it, it's, it's strictly business partners. Mm. Now, you know somebody out there is like, there is no way in hell these kids don't know that they're really not feeling each other. There is no way. They may they may say business, but kids know everything. What do you say about that? You know, I I I can say that kids have some of the best intuition on earth. Also, uh-huh. though, kids are the most malleable personalities on earth. If you give the kid the right information, they will roll with it. It's only when you put something in a child that sparks fear in them that sparks distrust, mm. that, that, that sparks pain or resentment in them because, quite frankly, kids are so flexible 
that even in a war-torn country, they can still find moments to play. I've seen mm-hmm. pictures of, of, of children, you know, doing ballet in a war-torn area because that was the message. Hey, forget this war that's going on. It's time to practice. And so I, right. I would submit to you that, yes, kids certainly uh, can pick up on a lot of things. Um, even children being educated with all the information, they will, you know, move and, and flex and do what they need to do because at the end of the day, both of their parents are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's very interesting. Okay, okay. So now a lot of the times um, when you have to admit that you're wrong, and I said this earlier, you run the risk of that whatever going on, whatever happening or happened, being thrown in your face. With that being said, do you think that that's maybe why as well people choose just to take it to the grave? Because they know that if they own up to it, the likelihood of you throwing it back in their face when you're upset is high, especially like if you step out of a marriage and have a baby on them. <laughs> now, you went to the don't extreme you got a client You're absolutely that right. That happened to you. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't have a client with that one, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you about to pick up but listen, week. that now that one that that is really, really, really serious. If a, a woman is pregnant by another man, or a man has a mm-hmm. pregnancy outside, or has a woman pregnant outside of the relationship, that is a constant reminder. That's mm-hmm. not a one moment in time. That's perpetual moment in time that you've subjected your partner. Uh, to um, that that scrutiny and that humility that comes along with it, uh, that just mm-hmm. is what it is. So in that scenario, if you're going to come clean about that, you have to be prepared to lose everything because this isn't a, oh, you know, I, I tripped and I, I fell in this young lady's vagina. You know that? Mm-hmm. No. This, this is, this is a, a full-growing human that's mm-hmm. going to grow up, that's going to be, uh, you know, a functioning adult at one point, and that reminder just doesn't go away. So in that right. instance, man, if you come clean about that, which I recommend that you do, <laughs> expect expect now, expect that she will probably not be happy and she probably will not stay. Mm-hmm. Give her that choice, though, because, right. you know, this is the bed you made, Go ahead and lay in it. That's that's the old, you know, saying, you made the bed, now it's time to lie in it. Sometimes you just got to man up and, and, and take your um, take your your licks, for lack of a better way of yeah. describing it. Take one on the chin. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. what ends up happening, yes, she's going to be mad at you, and you deserve it. At the same right. time, though, the biggest picture is taking responsibility for the child that didn't ask to be here. Right. Now, stranger things have happened. You know, there have been some women who have, you know, decided I'm not letting go of my man, and you know, we I'll do what I need to do to help support the child as well. That that happens. You still mm-hmm. deserve, or that 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 woman still deserves to have the right of information, the right to make a decision, and play boy. You just got to roll with it. Right. 
yeah. <laughs> in that yeah. scenario. That's subtle right there. So <clears throat> responsibility. So now let's say you apologize to me. Do I have any responsibilities as the person, either the victim or just the person receiving the apology? Is there any expectations for me? Absolutely. The first thing is to decide if you're going to forgive it and let it go or are you going to wear it around your neck for the rest of the relationship? Or if you're going to put it in the mm-hmm. forgiveness file cabinet. Ladies, y'all know what the mm. forgiveness file cabinet is. We could be having an <laughs> argument and I'm winning. You go in that file cabinet, you pull out December 17, 2017, and just to make sure that you don't lose the argument, you're going to bring that situation back up. Um, <laughs> you have to make sure that you decide if you're going to forgive it and let it go. Because people, when they say, I can forgive, but I won't forget, that means that you haven't forgiven. If you're not going to forget it, that means that you haven't let it go, so that you really haven't forgiven it. You forgive mm-hmm. something, you release that person from it, but most importantly, you release yourself from it. Because right. unfortunately, with the mind being so powerful and women mm-hmm. being so introspective, some women will worry themselves to death over scenarios around a situation that didn't even happen. Yeah, okay, I had dinner with this young lady, and, and I shouldn't have had dinner with her. But you had dinner with her because you don't like my cooking, and she's prettier than me because I got a little mole on my chin, and just drive yourself nuts over all these, you know, hypotheticals. And, and, and mm-hmm. really, if if you let it go, you'll find out that, hey, I got to let him go too, or I'm going to continue moving forward. But you have to right. decide – if you're going to forgive it and let it go, that's the first thing. Uh, the mm. second responsibility is uh, if you have let it go, really, really let it go. <laughs> now, when I, work, when, <laughs> when I work with men on uh, asking for forgiveness, there are statutes of limita- uh, limitations on these things. You know, if I came home late and I did not call and I've come home on time, for a month after that consistently, and I come home two minutes late, and you come down on me, brother, in that instance, you have a right to stand your ground because you've done the work. Mm-hmm. Two, minute, two minutes late, that's not worth an argument. That's a trauma signal for me. Mm-hmm. There's something else going on in her that has to be worked on. That's the first thing. The second thing, though, if it's something major and you've done the work, and it's eight months down the line, and, you know, she's still resentful, she's still hurting, she's still hurting and things like that, that might be an opportunity for some counseling. If it needs mm-hmm. to go beyond that, uh, for, for, for some coaching, rather, if it needs to go beyond the coaching, for professional counseling. But when it gets to a certain mm-hmm. amount of time, as the person who committed the offense, it's okay to say, hey, all right, look, we've been down this road now. I'm with you. Let's take another step. Let's try something else. I'm going to schedule some counseling sessions for us. Take the lead. Mm -hmm. Let them know that you're willing to do whatever it takes, but you have to make a stand at a certain point to make the person who is the person who needs to do the forgiving to let them know that there's more work to be done. Gotcha. 
Okay, okay. Come through with it, Mr. Miller. All right, look. Let's give you a round of applause, sir. Yes. Okay. So, I know deep down in your soul, there are at least one situation, if not more, where you like, ain't no way in hell I understand, forgive, and forget, but this is unacceptable. What is it? Do you have a, a, a situation that is just like, I love you, but I, I'm i sorry. I can't let this one slide. Absolutely. It goes back to that. <laughs> yeah, what's I love being poured, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's what's being poured into me. Are you pouring mm-hmm. into me and I just don't know how to receive it? Or are you mm-hmm. pouring poison in me? If you mm. are pouring poison in me, meaning you have a poisonous spirit, uh, your, your tongue is uncontrollable and not in a good, pleasurable way. I mean, in a way that just, you know, drives me nuts and it causes me stress. Um, if, if you are a, uh, what's the word? If you are a taker, an emotional vampire, mm. those things for me are unforgivable because I've reached a point where we don't have to argue about anything. We can have a difference mm-hmm. of opinion. I can express myself and I can accept yourself or your opinion and we can move forward. It doesn't have to be a long, mm-hmm. drawn-out argument. I might get emotionally charged up and I might say, hey, you know, simply breathe. I need a few minutes now before I can talk to you from a place of love because if mm-hmm. I talk to you right now, it ain't going to come out right, and I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. if I care for you too much. Mm-hmm. And if I get to the point where I'm starting to feel that old, unrefined Jeffrey coming out, Oh. That means that you're, you're you're tickling the wrong types of things. You're tickling triggers, and I've mm-hmm. done a lot of work to really get those triggers out of my system. Now, now that's not to say that I'm you know all healed and I'm not a constant work in progress because I am. At the same mm-hmm. time, though, I'm not drinking no poison. So if you do something poisonous, like uh, here, here's a great example. Mm-hmm. You say something that's completely disrespectful. To my mother, Ooh. well, you got to you got to go, because mm-hmm. now I understand now. Now this is this is dating. This is dating. Mm-hmm. If my mother doesn't like you, there is really something wrong with you. Mm. My mother loves everybody, but if she picks <laughs> up something about you and she pulls me to the side later, oh, I'm trusting what my mother says. Now, if mm-hmm. my mother says something which she never would, but if she says something where she's standing her ground. My mother being in her mid-80s, and you feel compelled to argue with my mother, that's a maturity issue. Because mm-hmm. at, at 85, people 85, they say, what the, what the hell they want to say. And sometimes you just got to roll with it. <laughs> and, and if you feel like you've got to say something to my mother in her mid-80s, mm. oh, you got to go. And so mm-hmm. those, those things right there, that pretty much uh, sums up what doesn't work for me. That's amazing. Yeah, older people, man, they just, they they got the, the mouth of water. Like, you can't stop. They're going to say what they want to say. And there's nothing that you can do about it. And uh, so this will be the last question because does that excuse them from having to be accountable if they're wrong just because they're older? 
Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, with the older sages, that, that wise person who's imparting uh, information in you, sometimes their patience just isn't the, uh, as – it's just not as thick as it used to be. What I've discovered, though, that the time when the, um, when the wheels are off, if you're in business, mm-hmm. if you're talking about money, you're talking business, no matter how old they are, everybody's on the level playing field, and you have the right to express exactly what it is that you're feeling because it's business. Interpersonally, mm-hmm. though, um, there's a certain amount of deference that I believe that someone who's older deserves. Well, I ain't talking about some old racist person. No, <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about that. I'm not talking about some old hateful person. We're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about somebody who's senior who may have short patience with you. Mm-hmm. You give them more grace, more deference, because, uh, quite honestly, it just is what it is. It doesn't mean they're, they're absolved from being a good person. It's just mm-hmm. there's some arguments that are not even worth having because they're older. You show them that type of respect and deference and grace. Because, you know, you got the older folks out there that's like, um, I said what I said. I've been on this earth longer than you. You ain't got to like it. I said what I said, and you just got to look at them like you know what? I ain't, I ain't gonna say nothing. Just leave it alone. So, well, mm-hmm. I, I definitely thank you, Jeffrey, and I want you to let everybody know where can they find you at online. How can they reach out to you and book you for your services? And what do you have going on? What do you have coming up? Well, um, you can find me on social media as talk or hashtag talk with Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, um, on all social media platforms except for Snapchat. I don't snap. I don't chat. I think I'm too old what? for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I do radio on the weekends. Um, we're on the Status Network. The show is Let's Talk About It Live with Jeffrey and Renee every Saturday from 6 p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, also, if you hashtag Talk with Jeffrey, the, uh, the past shows on YouTube will come up as well. Um, and finally, I want everybody to understand something. When it comes to working with people um, as a professional certified relationship coach, my primary focus is working with men, helping them be better lovers, partners, daters, husbands, and fathers. I do work with couples, and I do work with women. The whole mm-hmm. thing about it, though, 30 minutes is free. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, I am not the cheapest brother in town. You can certainly find somebody less than what I charge. What I promise mm-hmm. you, though, is I'm worth every penny and then some. So if you're looking to really, really make a change from a coaching standpoint, uh, moving yourself forward to the next level, um, that is what I do. Mm, yes, that's exciting. Like, And you do a damn good job about it. I will tell you that because these clients that you have spoken of thus far without speaking on them, yeah, um, yeah, you, you do very well. So I commend you. I thank you for even, you know, coming on and being a guest. And please let the people know, what's the name of your book? 
Oh, um, the book that I am a part of is Broken Color, Broken Crayon Steel Color, uh, Life Beyond. It's a compilation of authors. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm one of the contributing authors for that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also mm-hmm. have a coloring book, and I did the illustrations for that. And I have a book that I'm working on, working on called What Does This mm-hmm. uh, MFR Want? Uh, and it's a book of translations for women. Yeah, what does this MFR want? So um, women, women will be able to read the book and understand when we say this as men, this is what we mean, and you can basically uh, take it from there. It, it's written from the perspective of your older brother, your uncle, mm-hmm. or your father talking to you. Mm-mm-mm. What does this MFR want? I definitely got to pick that up when you drop it. Um, that's amazing. Thank you. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. I had a great time picking your brain and really finding out what men think. And um, I think you did a very, very great job tonight. Also, and I usually put this disclaimer um, at the beginning of the show, for those who are listening, whether you're listening live or you come back and you've played the episode, my male guests are only speaking from personal perspective. They are not the representative for all mankind. So do not get in their DMs and bother them, okay? Unless you're getting in there and you're saying, hey, great job. I heard you on. He said what? And I feel like what you said has helped me. Other than that, do not jump in those DMs because I am not liable for their responses. So with that being said, uh, Jeffrey, thank you once again. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. And, um, yeah, I definitely got to have you back before the season is over. So I will reach out to you more um, with, you know, bringing you back on. I, I, I enjoyed it. All right, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Simply Brief, for having me. And they can come in my inbox if they want to. I'll bring that smoke. Oh, oh God, you <laughs> don't drop the man inbox. Thank you, Jeffrey. So for all of those out there, um, if you are wondering how you can actually listen to any of our past episodes as well as this episode, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash he said what. And you can listen to all of our past episodes. Like I said, follow us on Instagram at He Said What Network. You can find me on Instagram as well um, at underscore simply Bree underscore, and that's S I M P L E E B R E E. Um, you definitely, you know, you want to stay tuned. You want to make sure that you are checking out the shows um, every Monday. Simply Sports starts at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's with myself, RG, and one Mike. We talk about sports and everything else. Uh, Tuesdays, we got He Said What starting at 8 p.m. Wednesdays, we got She Said What starting at 8 p.m. with our host, Alan Newman Jr. And Sundays, we have Let's Connect with He's Intuition, and that, too, is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have questions, uh, DM us, reach out to us in the email, info at he said what network.com, and we will be sure to get you the information that you look for. So with that being said, I thank you great people, and um, you guys have a good night. Bye.
Thank you for supporting the He Said What Radio Network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.